0: Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, The Valley Comes Alive. And podcasting
1: across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.
0: Okay, Talk and Power Podcast, this is a special motorsport wrap for the week. It's the 21st of June. 2021, and I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini and Brendan Franklin. Unfortunately, Todd can't be here for this motorsport wrap, but thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to ask me about the MotoGP, are you? I am I don't want to talk about ask it. Ask you about the MotoGP? We should just ignore it. I'm just going to overlay a bit of music here <laughs> as well to set the mood about how you feel. <laughs> So tell, so tell us, how do you feel? I'm um, uh, look. All I can say is that um, I'm sure, I'm confident. I'm confident that if uh, Oliveira didn't get held up in traffic, he would have won the race. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's my only comment regarding the MotoGP. Now, you wanted to talk about the 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 uh, round beforehand and the uh, the controversy surrounding. Uh, yeah, Fabio Cotter- Zipper. Yeah, the zipper. <laughs> the zipper. I'm really zipper interested gate. to know what you think of that, actually. Look, do you think a lot of people, a lot of pundits say that he should have been black flagged for that? Well, you know, they interviewed a lot of the racers, and the racers were fairly unanimous in, in that. I, I didn't actually hear anyone say anything otherwise. But and, and I've got to be honest with you, when I saw it, all that I was thinking about is that's on the racing line. Uh, you know, when he pulled the chest plate out and threw it out onto the track. So apparently, I don't know if he caught what had happened, but apparently the chest plate had slid up and started cutting off his air supply. And he felt himself choking and he felt he had no choice but to... Um, and, you know, as soon as you pull the zip down a little bit, you know, obviously two, 300 kilometres an hour that those guys are travelling at, um, Air is going to grab it and turn it into a giant parachute. Mm. Uh, it is amazing he didn't come off the bike. Yeah, um, you know we've seen guys on top fuel bikes just put their hand up and get blown completely off. Yeah. So um, I think it was amazing. I, I mean, look at the end of the day. I, I I guess if I was on that track and I was behind him, um, I would probably think that he should have been, you know, black flag too. But it is what it is. Uh, he. Uh, he did an amazing job, as far as I'm concerned. But with the penalty, still to finish where he did, mm. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, anyway, shame they they skipped the, the Saxon Ring this year. But uh, you know. <laughs> so let's get back to <laughs> how can it be possible that someone can win that many times in a row? What is it, eleven or twelve now? 11. 11 11 times in a row. Eleven he's won, and eight on the eight in the MotoGP class in the top tier. It's and incredible. Even even winged as he is, he still manages to win. Mm, yeah. I mean where was the where was the next nearest Honda? In the car park? Yeah, I know. It was um <laughs> yeah, a considerable distance behind. But like I mean I know you you're not you're not a big Marquez fan, neither am I, but don't you root for the story? <laughs> you better bring that soundtrack back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you don't you root for the story? <clears throat> I think that in sector one and sector two, he has something that that no one else has discovered yet. Yeah. Um, whether that's you know his line or the bike setup, but he's definitely quicker than everyone in those yeah. two sectors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, n- no one wants to see uh, a uh, a series where one rider, uh, you know, just walks away with the championship. Oh hang on that happens when Marquez is racing. That's <laughs> no one wants to see that Nick. <laughs> No, you're right, and you're... we've had two really good seasons of racing, haven't we? <laughs> we have, we have. Look, I, I mean, sometimes you just root for the story. I do. I root for the story. You know, the story. You're going for the story, not not about the the rider itself. It's a, it's a comeback. It was a great comeback. It was a great return to form for Mark Marquez. But I, I take on board what you're saying. I don't I don't necessarily want him to see every, him win every race from this point onwards. But you know, look. Anyway, we need to talk about Miguel Oliveira. I I was massively impressed by this guy on a KT. I, like I said, Nick, I, I think that if he didn't get held up in traffic, if he didn't have the tussle with uh, um, Zarco and with um, um, uh, I've forgotten his name, yeah, the Aussie, yeah, Jack Miller, <laughs> Jack Miller, yeah. Aussie Jack Miller. Uh, I think he would have won it. He seemed to have really good pace towards the end. Um, in your notes, you, you noted that you feel as though around, you know. Uh, Lap eight, uh, sorry, eight laps to go or something. Yeah. He started to to back. Oh, uh, sorry, three laps, three, to laps, go. To go, three yeah. laps to go, three laps to go. He threw in the towel. Um, I think that maybe he just thought, well, you know, I'm not going to catch him. Tires starting to go off. Marquez's yeah. tire was definitely going off. You could start to see the rear of the bike start to move. Uh, that track, it uh, uses an asymmetrical tire. It's one of the few tracks where they have a different compound. Uh, from the left to the right-hand side of the tyre, because there's so many turns on one one mm. direction. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was a shock to me to see him so strong because I thought at the beginning of the race, nah, it's not going to be <laughs> eleven. Yeah. No way, yeah, it's eleven. <laughs> anyway, so just to quantify that, it's been 581 days since he has had victory, and it was. It was the longest non-winning streak from Honda since 1982 when they joined the competition. Incredible. Um, So what do we think of Aprilia as well? Um, that was, it's not in the notes, but I felt that they were, um, the Aprilia was a bit of a return to form for them as well. I know they sunk sort of midway through the Aprilia's race. have still got concessions. Yeah, okay. So, so the other thing is with concessions, you're not locked in with your engine development program. Hmm. You can bring out more motors during the course of the season, so, if you find a little bit more power, a lot of the other teams can't do anything about it. Mm. Um, you know, we've seen Yamaha suffer that fate before, but basically have to wait till the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, it's good. I mean, the more manufacturers that are in it, um, Suzuki seems to have dropped a little bit. I, I don't know. I think they lost – they had concessions and they lost their concessions. It's crazy that, that you know, we're talking about this as being um, almost a tactical – in some ways, because you would think that at that level of motorsports that it would be open. Mm. If you if you've got something new or you know you know that you're allowed to run it, but we we all know that they're trying to limit the amount of money that uh, is being spent. In saying that, you heard Carl Cox <laughs> say that I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you know you got to wonder how much. Um, uh, from my understanding, and I could be wrong, but but I read this recently. Um, the Satellite teams lease these bikes. They don't actually buy them and own them. And uh, it's upwards of a million dollars to lease a bike. And then you've got, you know, the expenses of getting the bikes to the, the yeah. tracks and so on and so forth. Um, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, look, I'd, I'm scared to think well, what's going to happen at the next round. Are we going to see the, the Marques of old? Um, he controlled that race from the beginning. He did his usual weasel tactics to get out in front. Yeah, and, I saw that. I wasn't terribly impressed with he's moved. <laughs> That's that wasn't, what he does. Wasn't, wasn't, I don't like that. And then once well, he's I... out in front, the advantage that he's got is while everyone else is trying to get to the position where they can challenge him, they're chewing up their tyre, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens at the next race. I think his injury... Uh, fav- or this track favoured his injury Because he wasn't working that side of his body as much Yeah But yeah It, it was the Marquez of old, Very controlled um, Always riding at 11 tenths I don't know if you guys noticed that a couple of times Got up on the ripple strip And ran wide once mm. um, You know Most riders would have fallen off Yeah <laughs> But yeah um, I was expecting him to, but it didn't happen. <laughs> and nah. the threat of rain—that was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I, Man, I thought, it was well, not... I texted you. I said, "Here comes the rain," and it, but it never came. There was a yeah, bit I, of dry. Yeah, my phone was on charge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's I thought what... the rain was coming, and it didn't come. And now I understand what the message was because no, okay, when yeah. I finally saw it, I was like, "What is he? He must mean Marquez. <laughs> uh, he comes the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's great." You know, grey skies, <laughs> end of the world, <laughs> uh, global, global warming. All of those all things. All of those things. All of the above. Hey, speaking of MotoGP, even though it's not related to motorbikes, uh, Jack Doohan magnificent drive yesterday in formula three um at uh paul ricard right at uh, in france so uh, jack Doan took his maiden victory in formula three so congratulations yeah. pra- to him Pramac. yeah same, same same yeah that's yeah. correct yeah someone very rich yeah yeah <laughs> So congratulations to Jack. Um, that's his main victory. And we've got a couple of, you know, Aussies um, going well in the feeder in the feeder to, to Formula 1. So I'm looking forward to the next, next few years. We'll talk about Formula 1 shortly. Uh, let's get stuck into the supercars. For those that caught the supercars, I don't know if you guys managed to catch it. I actually had to do this on catch-up because I was... Tied up for a bit of the weekend, so I caught up on all my supercar action. And you yesterday. and uh, you and Linda get up to some. Uh... No, I wish. No, no, just just <laughs> f- just kids' footy as USP you want to be tied you. up there. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. you could drop some rope around if you want. Zip ties, zip ties would be more practical. But I'll we'll go talk... past uh, J Cars and get me a bag of zip ties. Zip ties. <laughs> well, Bunnings is still open. Bunnings, yeah. <laughs> Barry Ryan, a bit of a carry-on from him, is a bit of a... Oh, I like Barry, but I, I, don't, I don't like... He's a bit of a carry-on yesterday, the swearing. And then when they interviewed him, yeah, he dropped the F-bomb as well, if you don't mind. <laughs> So, they had to apologise, Foxtel, for a bit later on for his uh, indiscretion there. But, yeah, a bit of a carry-on there. This is the the, uh, pit lane incident. Yeah, pit lane incident where they were going in and out and Tickford's accused him of... Do you think that that Erebus, you know, treats the whole supercar thing as a bit of a joke? I don't don't think they do that intentionally. Is that that, that, you know, billionaire heiress type attitude thing? Potentially. Barry's actually bought into the business now, so he has a vested interest in it, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't like. It. I wasn't a big fan of it. But there again, I, I don't. I should don't they go know. back to Mercedes? Do you think they should change something because <laughs> it's not the it's not working for them? The Commodore, that's for sure. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, Didn't yeah. they? I thought they won something. Didn't they? Yeah, they won, them, they won Bathurst a couple of years it, ago. That's so. it. That old nutshell. Sure yeah, yeah, that old chestnut. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, I mean, it was great to see uh, Wilkinshaw and Dreddy Racing take it up to DJR on Triple Eight. Actually, Chas Mostert took home the points, uh, the overall points yesterday. I Even mean, if he had the one win, he placed better in the race two and race three to give him the overall win for the day. So, it was great to see those guys up. I'm not sure Ryan Wilkinshaw someone needs to explain that to me he did his two week quarantine from England to Australia but then he couldn't get to from because he was caught up in Melbourne he couldn't get to Northern Territory probably needed a quarantine again yeah well, is that so if you were in Melbourne Northern Territory weren't taking you is that correct? It must. that must be the case I, I don't know Nick I, I couldn't comment so yeah unlucky unlucky for Ryan Wilkinshaw come back from England to go to the race and, yeah, and couldn't get there so yeah um i wanted to change talk about um anton di pasquale not i don't know he's having some real bad fade outs of late and you know on the weekend just a lack of concentration missing braking markers going off the track um making some serious mistakes and you know i don't mean to compare him to scotty mclaughlin but he's in the same car and, okay, all right, it's probably not – he doesn't have the same resources that Roger threw at him last year, but, I mean, surely he's going to have to start getting on with this because he's he's made a few crucial errors right at pivotal points and the weekend was a perfect example of that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it like comparing Casey Stoner to <laughs> Valentino Rossi? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could, could be, but I. I Is Steeper still doing the TV gig? No, 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 no. no he's not. No, he's not Lost doing that. Anything. So no. if he loses his drive, then he's walking home. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, he no, might he's, go to walking shore. Who knows? He's, he's from a. He's from a fairly wealthy market garden family or farming family. So I'm sure he will. He will never be walking anywhere. But sylvan customers. No, they're not actually. I don't think they are. Not to my knowledge, <laughs> but. Um, I was also curious to see what happened. Um, Chad Naylan. I, I need to do some more investigation, wasn't in the commentary team on the Saturday, but was in the hot seat next to Mark Scaife on the Sunday. So Garth Tander was commentating with Mark Scaife on the Saturday and then was ousted to the pit lane on the Sunday. So Chad did a magnificent job. I don't know if he was maybe recovering from the Sunday, uh, the, the Friday night at the drags, uh, did a magnificent job, Chad. Narlan. He he always does, mate. He's an excellent uh, commentator. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fast becoming the Bruce McAvaney of motorsport in yep. Australia. Yeah, he's on his way, and he's only a young guy. So, shout out to Chad. He did a magnificent job. Big crowd. Oh, massive crowd! So, what are the number thirty eight thousand one hundred and thirty one over three days? We're talking Northern Territory here. This is now that would becoming... be everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it would be actually. We're talking marquee event here now. This is top tier stuff. When we combined an exhibition of Nitro Outlaw, Nitro Funny Cars, and Door Slammer mixed in with mixed in with this event, I think we're talking a real signature event here. Who's quicker, Nick? The Funny Cars or the Door Slammers? I, I, the, haven't, the, I haven't the, got any ETs, the but... The 2,700-pound door slammers <laughs> running on alcohol or the 2,200-pound the nitro-fueled funny cars. We haven't got any... any no any, statistical data? No. no, no, I don't have any data here. But I'll tell you what, one thing I can show you is, and I'm not a, not, not a big fan of showing crashes, but let's just check this out. This is Ryan Moore. Ryan, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is not good at all. Intimidated by the nitrous car, obviously. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> He's around, he's upside down, and he's going to hit the wall as well. A wild flip for Moresby. Drama in both lanes, and that car is still sliding. Fuel pouring out of the front end of that car as well. Hopefully, it doesn't ignite because this is going to be a difficult situation for him to get out of upside down. The door is open, and that is a scary incident for the West Aussie.
1: I guess it's part of racing, so
0: that was spectacular what was it like from inside the cabin have you have you had a slide
1: like that in your career?
0: I've had a slide like that before but that one just kept on going and then yeah just trying to correct it slightly and it just yeah got worse and worse and yeah. What what was behind it? John Zappia said that there was that lane particularly is quite grippy and really hard to get a handle on it felt really good at the start of the track and then as you're coming up to about half half track you know what I mean I don't know like it just to me, it felt like the grip kind of dripped off, light dropped off, and then, yeah, probably the outcome. Tell you what, he's pretty composed oh, it's after He's yeah. Very <laughs> composed, <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, right, right. you've done a magnificent <laughs> no, job so there. So it's so like, certainly not how the I'd be reacting. They'd like to in someone in the crowd about it. I guess, yeah, it's part of the racing game. Thanks, Ryan.
1: Geez, the video's got some views. 20,000.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The rollover from the... What do they call those... A uh, stadium truck, yeah, grasshoppers or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, they played that on the TV, yeah. uh, but they didn't play that. Yeah, I know. It's interesting, isn't it's, it? Uh, they played that on the TV even when it wasn't relevant to what they were talking about. Did it was, they? Yeah, that was they were interviewing someone. <laughs> they were interviewing Mark Beretta on the Sunday morning, and they were playing the rollover of that stadium truck, and they were talking about the supercars. But they put that video over, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really make sense, guys. But Oh, the sorry, the the stadium, stadium truck. truck, yeah. yeah they which they, they that's they're meant to roll over, aren't they? <laughs> Isn't that part I don't of the think race? That many times. He, that was pretty... he went over a few times, but yeah. you know what? He drove off. He, he, to... he fired it up again and just drove off. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I mean. I think it's. I think you get extra points for that. It's Part of the gig is that. Is that not? I, I was under the impression that that was like you got a five second, not a penalty, but bonus, yeah. something like that. I don't you? know it was uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. The idea is to roll, but make some track distance at the same time. You know. <laughs> Which is why he had so much speed on, as he as he tipped it in, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, oh yeah, it was a great great weekend. And uh, speak, I just want to talk about Cam Waters. He's supposed to be the next in line for you know to take up the challenge to Triple Eight and and to the Penske cars. I don't know, he just has when he's cold, he is cold. And when he's off, he's off. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't have a great weekend. I mean, he was I think six was the best he did for the weekend, but he really needs to be in the top two, top three, really, to be contending for a championship at this time of the year. Do you think these guys, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if they're, they're allowed to, but do you think that they're still using the seven-point jig? I don't know. I don't know Because you know I mean that makes a big difference To how you set your car up Yeah You go out Do a lap Let the computer sort it out (laughs) Then change your springs and shocks Yeah Yeah (laughs) Yeah, I honestly don't know, but the 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 triple eight Commodores, even Jamie Wincup, had a pretty good weekend. They were in tune with their track from the get go. I mean, the only thing that stopped uh, Gisbergen from winning on the Saturday was that that pit stop that they did. The the pin got locked on the wheel, so they couldn't change the wheel, and that was the end of the race. It was the thirty second pit stop for him, and that was the, that was the end of it for them. But had they not had that go wrong, it would have been three wins from uh, SVG. No and that's not normally it. something that. Um Walkinshaw racing, you know, in general, that team uh, stuffs up. Mm. No, well, this is AAA. Oh, sorry, we'll talk triple eight, AAA, A, yeah. AAA, yeah, AAA. yeah, no, no it's it is something that yeah racing yeah, that, that does stuff do. Do. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, it was... Have you seen their latest ad? No. Oh, yes, I yes, have. Yes, the Amarok, yes. The Amarok and the, the Corral. It's fun, kind dude. of sitting around the campfire and being menly. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of unusual, isn't it? It's not the sort of ad I would. I, don't, I tie into Wilkinshaw. No. But no. is that where the market's going? Amarox. I, look, I think the Australian market at this point in time, you'd, you'd argue that the four-wheel drive market is hot. Mm. Um, but, you know, I mean, if they want to, you know, be big in the four-wheel drive market, then I would suggest to Ryan that maybe you should make toolboxes. Um, <laughs> You know, for land cruisers, canopies, canvas canopies, uh, sleeping bunks, you know, to go on the roof of land cruisers, uh, maybe bull bars for land cruisers, um, you know, because if you can get $178,000 for a land cruise that was 99 grand a few weeks ago, (laughs) then that's the market you want to be cashing in (laughs) on. (laughs) <laughs> speaking of, I know it's off subject, but did you, anyone see the release, the 300 series? It was released on the 10th of June, I think it was, or the 11th of June, the global release of the 300 series. So they, they've released the specs of the 3.3 <coughs> 3. litre. 3.3 litre V6 uh, twin turbo, 227 kilowatts, 700 new metres of torque. So it's up 50 new meters of torque on the old V8, and it's up 27 kilowatts on the old V8. That so it's close to the Amarok now, is it? Geez, <laughs> <laughs> that'll go down well with the Land Cruisers. <laughs> Look, the the um, out of you know, I'm not a big Land Cruiser fan, but I've got to tell you, the 76 series I, that I don't know that gives me a chubby. I like that thing. I reckon it's just a cool looking, you know, especially with. Um, Big wheels and yeah. the big flares, mm. you know. Yeah. But that meme that uh, Todd sent us, I don't know if you got it, they had the Lamborghini four-wheel drive. I oh, did Todd send and that, did he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and the 75 series with all the fruit on it, with all the stuff that Walkinshaw should be making um, instead of interior packages. <laughs> uh, so, and it said, you know, this is the four-wheel drive I can afford. Pointing at the Lamborghini, and then um, this is the one I really want. <laughs> I think that that's sort of where we're exactly at. That's where we're at. That's exactly right. It's the Mark Lecrae Land Cruiser, that one as well. So, so yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. So, where we're at now, uh, because i got a lot of customers that have got Land Cruisers, it's, it is the favourite of the burnout um, competitor. Definitely the favourite to- well, she's she's gel- gel- <laughs> um, Definitely the favourite tow vehicle of the Burnout uh, competitors. Apparently, you're looking at a six to eight months wait. Um, and I know of one person that uh, just as COVID hit, bought two, like ordered them, um, with the intention when he gets them, he's going to sell them. <laughs> not, not really? Yeah, he's not even going to drive them. So mm-hmm. he stands to make... Um, you know, like, between 25 and 50K on each one of those. Yeah. But when you say the choice, they're using it for tow vehicles. Yeah. 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 Oh, look, I mean, I get that. I get that, but, yeah, anyway. They sound cool. I mean, you know, you put an exhaust on them. Yeah. And like I said, the 76, to me, that's that's my favourite. Yeah. This, You know, the Sahara's a Sahara, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I came across this today, just to just to finish off on V8 Supercars. That's Nick Percat, and check, I mean he wrote some commentary there. He wrote pre-race strategy chats with the best. Yeah, who's she? <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't know who she is, but I'm assuming it's his girlfriend or wife. But it's an interesting post. Pre-race strategy chats with the best. How did Nick go? Not too well. was. Why is this? Uh, Ash, Ash Townsend said, "Great job this weekend, Nick. Let's see what yeah. Townsville brings."
1: The Other comment was a bit more <laughs> colourful. No, that's yeah, no, gone no, now. Go Where did it go? I don't know. Five
0: cougars, please. (laughs) Punching way above. Way above, way above. It's it's an interesting statement to be making. Like, he hasn't prefaced who the lovely young lass is. No. Um, And uh, obviously his new crew chief. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pre-race strategy chats with the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) With the best what? Mm -hmm. Best set? Best... I don't know man but that's uh yeah he didn't he didn't have he, he didn't have the best he didn't have the best weekend but he became a bit of a punching bag for some of the some of the guys out there but anyway there's quite a few comments here that were scrap bags really. on the sponsors what the Oh, that one there <laughs> that one yeah, oh best I thought you said. <laughs> 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 yes, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're if you're listening, go to the Nick Percat page and 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 follow for yourself and um, I've thought that was very interesting. Does he even look like he's looking at a face? Cuz that's <laughs> nah, hard to tell. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I know he's taller won't. and everything, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, we, need, we should move on to Formula One uh, development. Just some news on Formula One before we get stuck into the race. Development at Ferrari on the new spec uh, 2022 engines going well. Uh, they're going to persist with the standard. Well, not standard. I shouldn't say they're not going to go down the split turbo route. So they're not. A lot of the other teams are splitting the turbo in half, having the the, the compressor side on one end of the engine and. And the other side of the turbo, and the other side of the engine, just to keep the heat away from each other, and have a have a basically a shaft in between. Uh, Ferrari aren't going down that path, but they've managed to the combustion, the com- the burn of the fuel in the combustion chamber. They've improved that. They've getting the burn of the fuel right on top of the the pist- the crown of the piston. Now, with their their existing motor, the burn of the fuel has been to the to the side of the crown on the piston so they're getting much more efficiency out of this new engine so they're going to persist with this 2022 engine because they're about to drop the development of that engine and go back to what what they have so uh that's going well it's interesting this week james allison of mercedes he suggested that they've already started diverting their funds into next year's car because we have a change of regulations next year uh, different rims, different tyres, a whole lot of things and they're diverting a lot of their this year's money into next year. So that'll be really interesting to see. So that that statement by Ferrari, does that mean they found a new one to cheat? Oh, I didn't want to say that, but yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, look, I mean, Daniel's starting to get in tune with the car. He finished sixth uh, at this race, so that was great news for him. It's taken him a while to get tuned to this McLaren, but Uh, Him and Norris were 5th and 6th. I thought that was pretty good, actually. Pretty good effort from those two there. Uh, It has taken a while for him to get up to speed. I'm not quite sure. I still don't understand qualifying. I'm not getting qualifying completely. In Q3, both McLarens were sitting in ninth and 10th. I'm not quite sure why they didn't try the slingshot and at least get one of them up, up. So as you're going down the main straight... Get one of them to be the sacrificial slingshotty, I guess. Get the guy, I don't know, pull it out of a hat, whatever. And get Daniel Lando to be the guy in the slipstream and get that you know, 20Ks an hour down the main straight and maybe get yourself up into a third or fourth. I don't know, teams aren't doing that. Did you see that in the MotoGP? They they do it in most (laughs) smaller spots. But but I was sitting there in a group stationary in the middle of the track waiting for the guys, for the fast guys to come past. I didn't actually see so, that. But so it- one of the guys got a safety uh, infringement notice over it, yeah. but um, they're all starting to whinge about it now because, you know, like I- if you miss the line or whatever and then all of a sudden there's a guy on his bike just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> So, I look, I don't know why they... I mean, you know, over the years we've seen Formula One where, you know, they have a, a time when the uh, first and second driver work together mm. or they have a time where they hate each other's guts and are trying to kill themselves on the racetrack. Yeah. Where do you think we are now? <laughs> They do. They all hate each other's guts, and I and that's what brings me to my another point here. I'm not sure there's much love between Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo. Anyway, well, I mean that'll that'll play out in the coming in the coming days. But everyone I don't think loves yeah. Dan. I know. Everyone. But I think once you race against him, I don't. I'm not sure that that Lando has a lot of love for him. But I just don't understand. I know Formula One have suggest they don't like the the slingshot. They don't. They they don't like it at all. Well, then they need to just let one car on the track at a time. Yeah, I know. But that, and that's that's the beauty of it. How can you stop it? You can't stop it anyway. Let them do it. Let them like. Let's start nah, working look, together. I, I think that that's how I would do it. Yeah, it's a time trial. One car, one bike on the track. That's it. Yeah, no one else. Yeah. Just- well, you've got you've got one lap to get going. One lap to do your number, and me personally. Let them have a couple of days of testing and then you have one crack at it. If you stuff it up, stiff. Well, qualifying will be changing for a few races soon because we're going to see a Saturday race at a few events coming up. So, qualifying will be moved to the Friday. So, and then there'll be a Saturday race on a 20 lap, 20 lap, sorry, a 20 minute, 20 minute sprint race. And where you're finishing that race, you will not be starting from that position. You'll be starting from your qualifying oh, position, but it's it's just a... God, you got to love when Americans ruin things. <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing is hopefully Formula 1 won't be around in a few years' time. No, don't say that. <laughs> this was a, a magnificent race. I really enjoyed this race. This was, this was one of the greatest races we've seen in this year, and the undercut Red Bull... Really taught Mercedes a couple of lessons here, and Toto Wolff at the end of the race was making every excuse under the sun as to why they didn't run with a two pit strategy. The end of the day, their drivers were yelling at them. At the end, I
1: don't understand why we don't pit.
0: (laughs) That was my Valtteri Bottas impersonation, and uh, you know, and and they took the you know, uh, yeah, they took they they didn't they didn't play it well. The Mercedes at all. They Who won? Max Verstappen won. Oh, there you go. And it was a great drive. I mean, he was. <laughs> and he came second? Lewis Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Lewis Hamilton was leading for most of the race, but he was on a one stop. Max went to a two stop. So the tyres went off. Down. And, yep. And Max ran him, him at down. The end. So, yeah, no, it was. Uh, yep, I enjoyed it immensely, and, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really good race. I'm gonna just mention a few names. You know, you know, Nick. In the old days, qualifying, <laughs> right? They had it because they had, you know, like, you know, let's say fifty cars show up, and they're yeah. only going to allow twenty or thirty. You know, um, I think it's kind of lost. It's it, it is lost. <laughs> I mean, that that you the word itself qualifying. qualifying. You had to qualify <laughs> to race. They're trying to turn everything into a sideshow. Yeah. Um, and it, it really doesn't need to be. Like I said, that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. One crack at it, and you finish wherever. Yeah. I just want to talk about some of the rookies this year in Formula One. I've, I'm going to score them on where I think they are this year. Um, let's just scroll down here. Before you do that, have you got a list of how rich their parents are? Before you. <laughs> well, one is one is 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 Mick Schumacher. So Mick Schumacher so far. So far so for he me. he was racing last season, wasn't he? No, no, he F two last F2, year. F two F two. this is Mick Schumacher, my assessment of him so far. That's a bit harsh, mate. That's a bit harsh. No, bit he harsh. has he has yeah. failed to impress so far. Uh Mazapin as well. The interesting haircut. Yep. <laughs> Mazepin. This is my assessment of Mazepin so far. We're going well here. I like these sound effects. <laughs> I think I could do it better than that. <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yuki Tsunoda. <clears throat> this is my assessment of Yuki Tsunoda so far. Oh, I've got to start it. <laughs> Jeez, I've messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> You can say no, no not, not being impressed by him at all. Yeah, I thought they he are, was doing all right. No, no, no. That was a major brain fade in qualifying on the weekend. I wasn't impressed. So, uh, the, has, these guys has, has, have got other problems, you know. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the Learjet interior colour, <laughs> you know. That's, that's something that must rattle their brain, like all through qualifying, through the race. Should I go with the tan, or should I step it up and maybe go with a blue and white? You know, Hass went from Roman Grosjean and um, uh, Kevin uh, Magnussen last year. That would, they were going okay. These two guys can't even get around a Williams at the, this stage. So yeah, no, they haven't. They <laughs> that's, haven't. A, that's a bit harsh. It on is Williams. a bit harsh. But it's, it is. It's the reality. I actually Williams. Them- uh, where are they buying their motors? Uh, Mercedes, Mercedes, which, uh, Mercedes engines, Mercedes yeah. engines, and they can't. No, no. <laughs> now chassis is not competitive at all. But you know, there's new money in Williams now. So Claire Williams has sold her share. So there's new money, and and we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see them turn around. I don't know why I got the correct buzzer, or the because what I didn't use it for anyone. <laughs> that was a pass, <laughs> just to be sure. But I, that was a, that was that's been my assessment of those guys. Uh, this year so and i uh, look i mean i hope they turn it around uh, i, I Mick, thought Schumacher was a a good driver yeah, well he was in formula two he was the champion but yeah in formula one in a Hass, he's been terrible absolutely woeful made some really rookie mistakes yeah really bad mistakes and uh yuki Tsunoda as well i wasn't impressed left with the his, handbrake you know, on yeah just really weird <laughs> stuff you know Took off in with, third. It's yeah. <laughs> really just bad, bad stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. He's, he's destined for a, a future in NASCAR. <laughs> he, he is destined for a future in NASCAR. Has he learned how to throw a helmet yet? No. No, I don't think you so. work on that. <laughs> it's important that you can do that in NASCAR. Speaking of NASCAR, it's not in the notes, but you guys caught that they're looking at a hybrid... They're looking at a hybrid in the, in a few years' time at NASCAR. That's that's who would have thought? Imagine that! Imagine that discussion around a table with Dale Earnhardt Sr., Richard Petty, and uh, Bill France. Yeah, Bill France <laughs> and and Carl Yobras. So yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna have. Yeah, I'd say the discussion out. went. You know, guys, uh, I think Toyota will throw a lot of money at us if we rent hybrids. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, I cannot believe it that the pinnacle of American. Motorsport is is considering <laughs> they had on them up until I oh, know just two years weeks ago, ago. yeah now two weeks two years ago they had carburetors <laughs> and now they've feet. still got carbies it's holy sniper. yeah research. yeah that's true <laughs> but it's an amazing turnaround for NASCAR it just got, but they are struggling they are struggling big time crowds are down they're not getting the they're not getting the uh, pay TV money that they were once getting they're not getting the eyes on pay TV that they were once getting. But their races. Wait, it's is everyone watching Radio versus the World. Well, <laughs> but their races, you may as well, because it's shorter. I mean, the Coca Cola 600, 600 miles at Charlotte is like, it's almost a six hour race. You know, who's got the time to sit down and watch a, a race for six hours? Not many people. So, anyway. Same people who shop at Walmart. Yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I, I, their numbers are down, and the cars—the cars are looking more relevant. The other thing that they want to change is they want to go down the V eight supercar path and have a spec spec chassis and a, and basically a spec body as well. They that they, they, they had a and, spec chassis, yeah, but nah, a spec. When I say sorry, when I say spec from one manufacturer, so the teams no longer build their chassis. Now, for someone like Rick Hendrick, that's that's you know that's a lot of jobs, a lot of people he has to put off because he's got to go buy a spec chassis now. So, yeah, how do you know it? it's not going to be Hendrick that's building? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe, but that man employs. we not... we don't have that in the V 8s do we? Do we, we have a spec chassis now? We we kind of do because you can you. you there's nothing we do in, the, for, in, the, yeah. in the in the TCR V eight series. Yeah. I believe that those cars all run. The same everything. Yes. Except for the body. Yeah. It's not a spec chassis in supercars, but the reality is that most of them, 99% of them, come from 888. So, but that's not mandated in the rules. But in NASCAR, it'll be mandated in the rules. It'll be one supplier of chassis. You buy your chassis from him and you buy the body from them and you put a Ford, Toyota. Sticker pack. Yeah. yeah <laughs> on the car. So I know NASCAR sort of came from that. But they're going to a more regimented view on that where you you don't have any control over that. Yeah, but I think the when they did it the first time around, and now, now what they did was they said that the spindles had to be, you know, I think they were like Chevy C30 truck spindles or something like that. It was from a, a cost-effective safety perspective. Yeah. Because if you've got a tyre that's, you know, 12 inches wide – and you're running on this bank. You've got all this extreme load on the spindle, and mm. you know that if you used something weaker, it would break. So I think it was more like, you know, use this, and that'll be strong enough. Um, but those cars were relatively simple. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, are they going to make them like turn left and right? Or- <laughs> did you so- guys <laughs> speak into? I know which, that they do. Yeah. They do that at, at two tracks. Yeah? yeah, Sonoma and um, Watkins, Watkins Glen, Glen, which is a really cool name for a track. <laughs> it, is, it is Watkins Glen and a lot of Formula One history there, Watkins Glen as well. But you know, did you guys catch the dirt race? Did you see that? They turned Bristol Bristol Raceway into a dirt track. They shipped in dirt and they turned a NASCAR race into a dirt. So they had the cars like, like a, really? on dirt. Bill <laughs> France must be getting really old. Can you believe it? Like, I, I saw when There's I saw a, the photos... It's I said, senile, is that what they call <laughs> I said, that's been photoshopped. I said, I saw a photo of it. I said, that's been photoshopped. And I looked into it. I said, no, that's legit. They uh-huh. were racing on dirt. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it kind of Speedway, okay. that's where... That's, that's where it came yeah. from, So yeah. So the story goes that um, Bill France was somewhere deep south and there was a bunch of... Moonshine runners, and he asked them who you know. This is the story: who had the fastest car, and that is apparently where NASCAR originated from. And uh, yeah, they did used to race on on dirt. They used to race on the beach. Yeah, uh, da- yep. Daytona Beach was literally on yeah, the beach. Yeah, it was literally a beach. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's enjoyed a long, uh, prosperous, very prosperous. Um, no doubt. Uh, uh, career on banked ovals I don't know if they should go away from that why do you think people are, are not showing up at the races? Is they're, it? they're too long I'm adamant that it's too long our attention span is so short now we can't afford to be sitting at a race for 6 hours you know like I said that Coca-Cola but, but, 600 uh, that's a whole day event now for me, the Daytona Daytona was a 500 mile race Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, those things average 200 mile an hour yeah, but D- Daytona's a shorter race than the Coca Cola Six Hundred. All right, so even Six Hundred, yeah. it's only a three-hour late race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time you get there, you get there to watch, the, you know, the introductions and them announcing all the cars, and then they do sometimes they do up to five or six warm-up laps all up. It's a six-hour investment of your time. It's incredible. Hmm. It really is. It's, it's 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 and and I think that that people but we, are shying away. There were people from that. that used to just travel from race to race. Yep, and there'd be massive parties in the in the uh, trailer park and yeah, you know, I don't know. Is that all gone? Did we miss that? We must, have. We, we must have. we must have missed it's, it. It's over. We should try and get someone from the US that could shed some light. And if any of our listeners are NASCAR fans, uh, yell out to us. We have lots of listeners in the US that listen to us. So we, Why don't we just call... Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten his name now. He used to drive for uh, Dick Johnson. Oh, Scotty. Scott. Well, he's IndyCar. No, so. no, no. Not Dick Johnson. For um, uh, the Pertec team. Oh, Marcus Ambrose. Marcus Ambrose. Why well, are we just? He's back in Australia now, so he probably wouldn't know. Yeah, he's- ring him up. So, what's going on? What's, what's happening happened? out there? <laughs> what What do you think happened, Marcus? He does a bit of commentary on the uh, on the supercars now. So, great that guy, must Marcus be Ambrose. Working out well for him, being with Mark Skaife, and yeah, I know. Yeah, all the that. things that <laughs> Mark Scaife said about him, and- imagine all those uh, <laughs> working with Skaife and Crompton. I don't think yeah, he's running with Crompton, but. I I didn't. No, he had a run in with um, Scafian, yeah. Scafian. Murph, Murph. Murphy. Murphy, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to win a championship here. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's probably one of my favourite lines. That one, and you're all a pack of. (laughs) (laughs) Two favourite V8 supercar lines. (laughs) They are. They are. Hey, Brendan, what are you up to these days anyway? What have you been working on at the moment?
1: been flat out so the last last couple of weekends have been pretty full on Yeah. um so the weekend just gone we had the drift event down at the Motorplex. so that was all of Saturday yeah freezing was out there running cameras all day um, so I got heaps of footage from that where where do they uh
0: like do the, the circuit
1: yeah yeah before I got there I was trying to work it out because you've got that much real estate there I thought to play with so what they ended up using was the so. You Coming out from the bridge back up the staging lane. So the start line was basically where the bridge is. So back up to, as you come onto the staging lanes, sort of like a U turn around the fence, back into where, you know, the door slammers will park, yeah, pit, And then sort of a loop back out and onto the return road. Well, not the return road, the back, <laughs> the back lane. There was
0: a map on Facebook. Yeah. I actually caught it. I saw the map on Facebook. It,
1: it doesn't have any camber changes. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no. You know, good tracks like Sydney. Um, you know, they have lots of even Puffins, even yeah, the yeah. the yeah. through yeah. Yeah, through right. the you know the uphill section there. Yeah. That's um, I think that's a that's a not a bad. If you know, if the hairpin was closer to the S's, that would actually yeah, be a really true. good. Um, I don't know about overtaking, but, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> so was it good? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't been to you know, solely watch or film a drift event before so it was something new for me. It was yep. a lot going on um, and then to, I actually got to go in one of the cars so that was another experience again. Oh, wow.
0: Pretty hectic, I to
1: imagine. I can't believe how quick those things pick up speed. Oh, like yeah. They're sideways yeah. and they're still doing, I don't know how fast but, you know, they carry the speed through. So it was, yeah, yeah it was
0: awesome. they have some serious power plants in yeah. them too. Yeah. Who, did did you, got... you go in in Lana's one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mitch. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was really good. So, yeah. yeah no, so that that's a that's a like you know probably 800, 900 horsepower at yeah, the flywheel. Yeah, mate. Yeah. At the yeah. Flywheel, yeah. yeah. Not at the tires, but but nah. at the flywheel. Was Todd with you as well? Did Todd come? Todd didn't come. There was okay. a couple
1: other. like... There's a lot of guys down there that do the drift events all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I was trying to sort of stay out of their way and do my own thing. But yeah. um, I did make that one. Um, so that, yeah, that was last weekend. the weekend before that, there was a private track day back at Kwinana again on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I was down there for that. And then on the Sunday, I was out at Wanneroo. They had, um, I think it's the June, June. I don't know the exact schedule but the june meet i think it just for the track yep um so i had uh peter pisconeri so ben pisconeri's dad out there with his mustang got yeah, cameras yeah. and that that was awesome um but he was in the historics and then um and i think improved production was nick middick so i had cameras in nick's car so i was running between those cars all day yeah and just you know i thought i had a bit of a system going for when i filmed down at drags and i'm trying to do multiple cars trying to you know translate that to do something at Wanneroo for that's just totally different you don't yeah. have don't have the time between the racing and you don't you have the distance I have to sort of travel between turning cameras on and running out to where I'm filming it's just it's I need a second person it's crazy yeah. like the think first race the actual race the cameras run out because the race before for Nick's car the race before that something happened out in the track I was already out you know set up to film so by the time Nick got out there all the GoPros had pretty much run out of batteries so yeah yeah, I've right. got some good footage. I've pretty much finished hardwire, Brendan.
0: Hardwire yeah, or remote, yeah, <laughs> or bigger batteries. Bigger yeah. batteries and hardwire. Yeah.
1: So yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of footage to get through. I've done uh, the one who done the drags, and I'm about to start the. I've got a dyno video in between that, and then um, the drift drift. Off. Out of all the videos I've ever filmed, I think the drift, the, the footage I have got for the drift event was by far the most I've ever got. Like, there's a monster amount of film to get through. Oh, so. good. It's going to take a while, but it should yeah, the end product should be pretty impressive.
0: It was a shout out for you from Big Owls Poker Run today as well. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. No, it's I, actually
1: it's a Ray from Big Al's actually contacted me. Although yeah. I think he's a organizer. He is, it? yeah. Perth, he contacted Perth, me on poker Instagram. Perth Poker Run. Perth, Perth yeah. Poker Run. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave me a, you know, praise how, yeah, how 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 good the video was. what well, it, it was a great event. It was awesome.
0: It, you know, <laughs> great though. It. Uh, and you know, it it it's really it's important that we keep events like that alive. Yep. Um, you know, Al, Al did a, um, a a huge job um, in in the early days putting that together. I was thinking about it today on the way here. Uh, you know, it was that one time, uh, once a year, that that you could go out and cruise your car, and it seemed like there was this mutual respect between the police. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and the car enthusiast where it was like, I'm not going to do anything stupid yeah. because I'm going to get told off by this guy anyway and uh, you leave me alone in those no sick of my car. <laughs> that's it, there you go. Look, thanks to oh, Big, Big, awesome. Big O's Rose car oh, for weird. the video diary. So, well done on
1: that. that. Even that cover photo for that video, like there was that many cars I filmed, to try and pick a cover photo was almost impossible. Like, that I didn't even out. see that. That's yeah, Nunzios. So that's Nunzio's car. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I, ah, I knew he had cars and then... I think that's he commented wild. on the video and I saw the car in his profile picture and then connected the dots and it was actually... Yeah, it's it, a beautiful so. car. That I one. didn't see it. I, I, didn't good, see it when we I was, was right that there was the when you walked in. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. When
0: you walked in, it was on the left, and okay. I actually had uh, he was talking with a mutual friend, so he dragged me over to have a good long, hard look at that car. I've never looked at it up close no, and personal know. like that, but wow, what a magnificent yeah, car! Yeah, it is. Eh? I missed that. You I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it. I might I, have I, to swing. I, he's only up around the corner. He's just yeah. See. He's literally uh, we go out there to go down there and turn left. Yeah, I might have to swing past. I think. Yeah.
1: Get, get some close-ups because it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was was a good day in general. Like, just getting my car out again. Todd jumped in with me, so had a good run in my car.
0: That's my wife's car there, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's my wife's car. She parked out the front there. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. I'll tell her, I'll let her know. (laughs) (laughs) Actually,
1: it's quite funny coming. After I dropped Todd off in my car, coming home. Because I've only been, you know... The car is drivable. It's, there's a lot of things that you know need to still be sorted, and even after driving it that day, there's even more things I found. So, coming onto Reed Highway, um, it's got a 650 holly on it, and you know we've been trying to run fresh fuel through it because it's you know it's had rubbish fuel in it for God knows how long.
0: So drain the tank. Yeah,
1: that's the next step. I think it
0: seems to be cleaning up now, but and you actually need to open the secondaries too. You know, <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I was going with. Well. it, Right, so I got onto pretty- Reed Highway, and
1: it was. I actually opened the secondaries and it felt good. Like normally it'd carry on like it was over fueling and it felt really good. Like it was a cold air or it just actually had a full bowl of fresh fuel. So I stayed in it. I think it was third gear, wound third out.
0: You, uh, you probably shouldn't be yeah. saying this on here. <laughs> yeah, <just whoop>, <laughs> <laughs> no, third gear, not fourth.
1: We're under the speed limit. And then after that, you know, gone back. Oh, I didn't even pass any cars to be honest. I was still... You know, keep, no, because you were doing the speed. speed limit. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a fast car at all. But, um, yeah, I think I've gone into fourth, and then all of a sudden it's just died. There's no no revs, so I pulled the clutch out because it's still rolling. It you know, started up again and was carrying on, wouldn't idle. So I pulled off to the side of the road.
0: Needs a bigger fuel pump.
1: Yeah, I think I'd pretty much drained the whole car. <laughs> drained it, yeah. <laughs> which is the first thing I was freaking out. So I pulled off, You know, got off the exit way early when I needed to and had to do a massive lap around the block to get back. Back, back to what I was. See yeah, you know.
0: I doubt if it was Vapor Lock on that day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, see, they, they, they have a, an issue, um, particularly when you put a Chev in them, that the, the fuel line runs right next to the extractors. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, 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 yeah, it, it, they get a Vapor Lock. I think lock, it's a fuel pump. But, yeah, it yeah. sounds like it's a fuel pump. Because I put like a
1: Chinese <laughs> fuel pump. <laughs> Mechanical Chinese fuel pump, because the factory Chev fuel pumps, the... Outlet, I think it is pretty much hits your steering box, yeah, because you that's can't, right. it's one piece. So, so,
0: anyway. so I don't know if they still make them, but there was a, a you know larger holly one, yep. and you could rotate that whole to assembly, yeah, to get it out of the
1: better way. Than that. It ran, ran good, it was a good drive. I think Todd enjoyed it. I don't know if he, you know, how, how long ago he'd been in a a color. <laughs> like that so he's probably used to it or that. ever yeah i was going to say or I, I wouldn't have thought it has got of, too yes. many cylinders
0: <laughs> how about yourself simon what have you been up to uh well uh work mainly
1: work, work. work. oh actually
0: no i've got a i got a good story for you guys so um we've got an old uh washing uh, dishwasher sorry dishwasher at home and um we you know being Ethnic, <laughs> we never use it, right? But it's starting to get a bit ridiculous with the dishes and sometimes, you know, with the kids and everything, you just want to go to bed instead of spending another hour doing all the dishes. Um, so, yeah, the, the, something's gone wrong with it. Uh, from from what we've been told, it could possibly be what they call a heat pump, which, I don't know, <laughs> doesn't sound like what's a heat pump. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have I don't have a dishwasher. Anyway. Yeah, well, normally in Italian households, you, you have one, but it never yeah. gets used. It's kind of like... You might as well, you know, to be... Truth be known, they could just have a display fascia.
1: <laughs> and I'll then you open it, it's a
0: cabinet behind there or something. But, but anyway. Anyway, so so my wife booked it. I'm not going to say the name of the company. I should, because, you know, it's, it's uh, only defamation if it's not true, but she booked a, a repair right so they tell you when you're booking it that uh, the deposit is non-refundable you have to you know like basically once you're locked in you're locked in right so five minutes after the time so they give you this window you know just like everything these days we'll be here between monday and friday <laughs> so they gave her this three-hour window of, of when they were going to be there. And five minutes after the window had ended, they contact her and say, uh, listen, by the way, uh, you know, the repair guy's sick. Um, and she's like, you have only one repair guy. You're a very large company and you only have one repair guy. He's sick and he can't make it. So they rescheduled for today, right? And I get home from work and um, she goes, oh, look. Now, now I, me being me, I just said, let's just buy a new one. You know, so uh, we couldn't get that size, right, um, in the same brand. So, Millet, very expensive brand. Um, I said, you know, who cares? It's like another 500 bucks or something. Big deal. You know what I mean? Let's just get one of them. Well, the the retailers have them on their websites as if they've got them in stock until you go and buy one. (laughs) And then it's a six-month wait, you know. But anyway, anyway, so that's why. We made the decision we're going to get it repaired. So she says, oh, yeah, um, you know, the guy came out. And, and I said, oh, what's wrong? You know, now, now the guy the guy that used to own our house, this is, this is true. His name was, wait for it, Paul Walker. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I swear his name was Paul Walker. And uh, she goes, oh, you know, n- another repair. And I said, you know, because there's a few, was a few dodgy things. when you buy a house, you expect that. I, I, expect that anyway. You know. So she goes, you know, you can't get the washing, you can't get the dishwasher out. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, this, this panel here. Now this is the technician that's told her this, right? We need to cut this panel, right? And I'm going, what? That's what the techie told you. And she goes, yeah. I've had a look and I said, but there's a gap. There's like a, a, a 10 mil gap between that panel and, and the dishwasher. So I said, look I'll, look, I'll have a go at this, you know. So what did he say? You know, did he – and she said, oh, he couldn't get it out from under the, the kitchen bench, so he couldn't fix it, you know. So what? They took the 150 bucks and, and that's it. And she goes, oh, well, they've given us a credit, you know, like All right, 50 bucks 100 bucks, or something, credit towards a new one, which we can't get anyway, right? So I've looked at it and I've gone, I've lifted it up. I've looked and, and it's got like little feet. So there's a panel you take off, right? And and I, di- I didn't know you could just slide it out. I didn't know this. I found that out after I unscrewed it. It was only two screws anyway, you know? And it's got these two little feet. So I've wound the feet up and just slid <laughs> <laughs> the machine out. And she's gone. You're kidding me, and I, I kid you not. It took me less than five minutes in total, <laughs> right? And that included going to the shed, getting the getting Allen keys. Tools. Yeah, yeah, right. And anyway, I said, look, you need to you need to address this issue with them because they've taken your money. I mean, that credit's worth nothing because we can't. That's by, the time, right, yeah. by the time we get the machine, the credit's probably going to be expired or something, you know. And the fact is that the technician. You've wasted two days now because you were at home one full day, right? And they cancelled five minutes after, you know, the, the, the bottom time. And now it's a second day and he's told you, oh, I can't get it out. I mean, did he even look at it? So the thing that I've got to ask the people of the world there, right? When you do – well, not ask, tell – I'm going to tell the people of the world, right? When you decide that you're going to do a job, whether it's being a teacher or, or a, a you know, bus driver or a, a you know, dishwasher technician, right? Please make sure you actually know what you're doing <laughs> because <laughs> it seems as though, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't know if you guys see this a lot, but, but I see this a lot. I see this in every single thing that I do. Right, whether it's driving down the road or, you know, going to the deli, going to the service station, people just don't have a clue what they're doing. And I don't understand how they can justify, you know, their, their job. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, that which which brings me to my next point. If all the people that are doing these jobs don't have a clue, that means that the people that do have a clue are currently unemployed. <laughs> Is my reasoning right here? Is yeah, that- it sounds it sounds, sounds spot on. Sounds I can't floor <laughs> it. Let's put it that way. I'm not able to floor anyway, it. Anyway, so that that's my uh, my little you know episode for uh, for this week. But uh, anyway, we'll see how this pans out. She was she was pretty upset when she saw me do it. She said, "Like, I can't believe you just did that." You know, because he actually said, "I oh, you know look that you're definitely gonna have to cut that piece out. Get you know Dremel." <laughs> Told her, told her to get a Dremel and cut that section out. And then, you know, you might have to chip these tiles away. Oh, my that God. Was, that was my favourite bit, the tiles in a house that's 30 years old. Where are we going to find tiles like them to replace them, you know? So, um, you know, shout out to the techie that came out today. Good, good job. That's a big shout out, that one. That is a massive shout out. All right guys, well we'll bring this one to a close. I know Brendan you gotta get going in the morning. You got an early start, so thanks for joining us. And I know Simon's always got an early start, so there's no there's no uh, <laughs> there's no late there's no sleepings for you, is there? No, no, and there's no work backs because it's like zero degrees at <laughs> the workshop at the uh, moment. Yeah. I was just gonna say that at the start of the podcast. So today was the coldest day in twenty twenty one so far. And the shortest day as well.
1: I couldn't work it out, though, because I said it was 11 degrees, but it felt like negative one.
0: (laughs) I think that's a bit of wind chill. Uh, The wind 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 chill. It it wasn't. 11 was the maximum, eh? No, I think it got to 14 in the end. Well, it got to 14 at Mount Royal. What was the minimum? It
1: It wasn't like single digits, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so. But I think Oh, wow. Because it got between...
1: down to four or six or something on the weekend. On the weekend? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: it's getting down to four tonight as well, when, later on. So that's why we're in a different studio. We're back into the old studio tonight because it is freezing up there. In case uh, anyone's wondering why it's not echo, echo, echo. <laughs> <laughs> like it normally is. Yeah, maybe we need to come back down here, I think. I don't know. It's just too small, this room, but anyway. <laughs> we'll end this podcast. We'll catch you guys. We've got a big episode coming up next week. With, uh, sorry, in two weeks' time, we've got a big episode. Paul Blank, a classic car, in, I don't even want to call him enthusiast, classic car trader man that's done many things in the past uh with classic cars and and so he's all coming around on legend In all around legend all right so he'll be on the podcast in a couple of weeks living time. legend he is oh, a living, living legend. legend so we'll ha- we'll be catching up with him so make sure you tune in for that one all right thanks guys thanks for coming in on this fresh cold the heating's been nice in here but it th- has. thanks for coming in on this fresh fresh evening and uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks time thanks guys thanks Nick see you next time. talking power your motorsport and motoring radio show now on 88.5 fm the valley comes alive and podcasting across itunes and talkandpower.com.au